Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Security Student Podcast. Travis Lishock here. In this next episode, it was more of a solo cast than a podcast. For the last few weeks, I've been thinking about common challenges that young professionals tend to face in their very first security gigs, regardless of the different areas of security that they might be working in. And I'm going to chat about that and then also propose some solutions. I hope you enjoy the following monologue about this topic that I'm quite passionate about. And as a reminder, if you want to support the podcast, please open your Spotify or Apple podcast app and click follow so you never miss an episode. Cheers. All right, today I'm working off a handful of bullet points that I wrote down and then mostly relying on just my stream of consciousness. So the topic today, what sucks about your very first security job? First, I think the most one of the most important factors is that the root of nearly all the issues that we encounter in our very first security gig they all tend to stem from our own our own ignorance because it is our, our first job. So first, think about our work preferences. If you're 20 years old, 21 years old, and you're going into a new field, a new job, you're taking on new tasks and new projects that you probably haven't done before, you don't quite have a great understanding of your own work preferences. For example, are you someone that works better with things or are you someone who works better with people? Do you prefer work that's more creative or do you prefer work where you're doing um, maybe like a more systematic type task? So one, I think learning your work preferences is one big challenge. And then, of course, many people are going to go into their very first security gig and then they're going to realize a few weeks later, you know what? I think security might not be for me or this type of security is not for me based on the way that I prefer to do work or the things that I find to be rewarding in the workplace. Second, another challenge that comes from our own ignorance in our first job is that we don't necessarily understand industry norms or how we're supposed to act in the workplace or in our jobs. And let me give one example of this. So in the news over the last couple of years, there was there were several stories written about a cyber stalking case where some corporate investigators essentially engaged in a cyber stalking campaign. And one interesting aspect about this story is that there was essentially the leader of the security program. I think they were in like their 40s or 50s, so very senior leader. But then the team of investigators that were actually executing all the work, they were all 20-somethings. And I think a big factor in them going along with something like this where they probably know that they shouldn't be doing it is first having a better understanding of industry norms, but two, also having closer relationships with some of their counterparts at other organizations or mentors at other organizations so that they can have more confidence in telling their boss, hey, I think this is something that we shouldn't be doing or really like leaving a job altogether if they're being asked to do something that is illegal or unethical. So I think a big part of that is understanding industry norms and how to act. Third, another challenge is pay and negotiation. So if you're in your very first job, 
The most important thing about your first job is getting your first job and hopefully staying there for at least a year so that you can use that experience to move up somewhere else or within your own workplace. So the challenge is that one, when you're going to the negotiation table, when you do get a job offer, since this is your very first job and you don't necessarily have a ton of really valuable skills to offer, um, negotiation is very difficult and you'll probably have to take a pay rate that is less than satisfactory. And I'll give you one example. So in my, in one of my very first security jobs, I think my manager offered me something like, and this was for a residential security job working on an executive protection team. I think my manager offered me something like 16 bucks an hour or 17 bucks an hour. Even though I had a bachelor's, I'd been an MP in the Marine Corps Reserve. I had my EMT license but I just didn't have a ton of bargaining power. For me, it was going to be really difficult to go back to that manager and ask for $18 an hour or $20 an hour because really I know that getting that first year of experience working for a credible organization is going to be really important and just getting that first year on paper is is critical. So that's another challenge. Next is also leadership. So for those of us that are younger in our careers, if you're a 20-year-old, 21-year-old going into a new security organization, it's really difficult for people to immediately evaluate the leaders in their organization, to understand if their leaders are good leaders that they should be imitating or whether they're bad leaders where they should be learning what not to do. So I think that's Another challenge is just developing some kind of prowess for evaluating leaders in the workplace. Okay, so what are some solutions here? So first I mentioned work preferences, and I'll talk about something that was pretty useful for me. Dr. Jordan B. Peterson, he's a clinical psychologist from the University of Toronto. He has an online program called Self-Authoring, and as part of it, He has you complete like a psychological instrument that measures your character traits. It's going off of the big five personality traits. And I found filling out his survey and reading the results to be really useful when it comes to just understanding kind of like my my personality by default, like the things that I prefer. And I just found it very enlightening to get essentially like a like a third party opinion about about my personality profile. And I know for people they think personality profiles is like something silly that they would see on MySpace 10 years ago, but I assure you for the big 5 personality traits there's a ton of academic research about them and why it's applicable. Next when it comes to a solution for being more knowledgeable about industry norms and how we should be acting in our security roles. I think the most important thing is just to network with our peers, whether that's networking at conferences, on LinkedIn. And you may find that in your very first security job that people people in the roles around you are not ones that will go out to conferences or maybe they don't talk to any of their counterparts at similar organizations. But LinkedIn offers you a really cool opportunity where you can reach out to literally anyone across your industry 
and people tend to be really willing to help. So I think networking at conferences and networking with peers on LinkedIn and within professional organizations and working groups, I think that's huge for developing as a professional because then you can develop more knowledge when it comes to the broader industry. Because if you're if you're just focused narrowly on your own organization, you're not going to grow quite as much as your peers. And then a second big challenge that I see people facing in their very first security role is that there's pressure to prove yourself, to prove to those around you that you're worthy of this position, that you're someone that they could give extra responsibility to, that they could promote within the organization. And oftentimes I think a result of this pressure is that we tend to work long hours and even burn ourselves out in some of these early roles. And burnout was a topic that we mentioned on a previous podcast with Anna. And some of the big things, some of the big takeaways there were one, it's really important to have hobbies outside of work. Those kind of give you some guardrails in terms of protecting some of your own personal time. And then two, I think another really important aspect is like to take a systematic approach in taking time off, whether that's to designate um, like the last Thursday and Friday of the month to take off every few months, or whether that's taking off one week every quarter or every couple quarters. So I think having some kind of defined systematic plan for building in time off to your schedule also also can be really helpful in preventing burnout. And relating to pressure to prove yourself in your very first role, I think there's also some interesting dynamics to be aware of. So if you're someone who's super motivated and you're like a hard charger going into this new role, I think you'll find that you might make some of the others around you less comfortable. If you're someone who's very focused on developing professionally, that could create different or unusual dynamics with some of your coworkers. Like I remember hearing this saying before that goes something like the highest treason a crab can commit is to make a leap for the edge of the bucket. Because this is an analogy. If you have a bucket filled with crabs and you're, you're there at the ocean as any crabs try to crawl out of the bucket and escape the ones at the bottom of the bucket, nip at them and pull them back down. And it's, of course, it's just an analogy. And this is a great analogy for those in the workplace that might be very, that might be very motivated while some of their peers around them are just average. Maybe they're not aiming very high or maybe they just don't have the passion about their, about the industry as others do. And I think for people like that who are passionate about professional growth, they may find that some of their peers treat them differently. And the third big challenge is that if you're going into a new field or a new role, you're most likely going to be involved in a lot of very menial tasks. 
just like any other profession, whether you are being an apprentice to be a chef or you're working in some kind of trade, you're going to get the work that is not all that glamorous, but that is really like the most foundational work that's going to help you develop skills for the long term. So it's really just the state of things that in your very first security role, you're going to be doing tasks that are more meaning, more menial and they are going to be less prestigious. So there will be a period where you just have to suffer through some really boring tasks, knowing that along the way, you're going to develop some really important skills, as long as you're actively engaged in some of the tasks that you're doing in the workplace. And a related challenge here is also that to a degree, your age is going to impact how you're treated by clients, by customers, by people within your organization. As an example, I think the security industry is one where age plays a bigger role than it probably should. Like I think in some of your roles, you're going to find that even though some people have the same level of competence when it comes to a particular task or project, that people who are just older tend to immediately have more trust. Um, maybe people put more confidence in them and they probably even get paid more for some of the roles simply on the basis of age and not necessarily their level of competence. So what's the solution for dealing with these menial tasks that are less prestigious? I was reading a book last summer. Some of you are probably familiar with it. It's The Narrative of the Life of Frederick Douglass, an American Slave. And Frederick Douglass, so he was a slave in the U.S. in the 1800s, and he later um, earned his freedom. And his book essentially documents his entire life story. And one of the things that he says in his book, which, which I thought was really insightful, he says something to the effect that slavery is incompatible with education. And of course, it means one thing in the context when, where he's using it, but I think to a degree, we could also apply, we can apply that same thinking when it comes to our own security careers. If you think about being the lowest person on the totem pole within your security team, doing the most boring security tasks that no one else wants to do, of course, you're not an indentured servant, but you do feel like to a degree, you are kind of subjugated in this role. And the solution to getting away from those menial tasks, to getting more responsibility, to becoming more involved in meaningful work is education. As long as you put yourself on the path to continuing to develop your education, especially during some of those early roles, there's really nothing that could stop you from gaining more competence, more responsibility. And if you... And if that doesn't result in promotions in your own workplace, you're definitely going to be set up for success as you look at roles outside of the organization that you're in. And those are my thoughts on challenges people can expect to face in some of their very first or early security roles. If this is a topic that you find interesting and you want to record a full podcast with me where we could have an entire discourse on this topic, I would love to do it. So feel free to reach out if you want to discuss this in depth on a podcast session. And that concludes today's episode. Remember, show notes from today's chat can be found online at thesecuritystudent.com, which includes a transcript, links to resources mentioned, 
and a quick summary of big ideas we touched on today. Final note, if you're finding my podcast useful and you want to help me in a very meaningful way, please go to the Apple Podcasts app and write a quick review stating why you love the podcast.